Welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. If you were with us last week, um, Allison surprised us all when she said, oh, we're to be continued. Even I was shocked. Because we really don't do... We have a very... Um, uh, not a rigorous outline, right? No. We're, kind of fluid. We're very fluid. And... I mean, we switched up topics. Well, we didn't. The Holy Spirit did along the way and then created a part two. But, hey. Well, I'm excited to see what we're talking about. <laughs> You're well, leading the way, I hope. Holy well, Spirit. <laughs> so. Yeah, always. Thank goodness, because we are not in charge, people. Well, we were in Colossians 2 last week, and we were talking about um, when we have felt the pressure to basically take a detour when it comes to how we approach our faith and the word of God that takes us away from the Lord. Um, and then how do we combat that? And we were talking about that great question mm-hmm. that you ask yourself. The question is, mm-hmm. is this taking me closer to God or pulling me further away from God? Whatever the decision is in front of you, that's one of the questions I ask myself to kind of decide what's the right way to turn here. And that could be a thought It could be an action. It could be a decision. It can be anything because everything we do is doing one or the other. Correct. We do need to constantly ask ourselves that because the world is always trying to trick us. And so that then Melissa kind of brought in, you know, understanding and thinking about the motives of others and where they're coming from and are they trying to sway you in a certain direction. And that really goes into Philippians 1, which is where I want to land today as we finish this up, because it's basically talking about the motivations of people. So is one group might be motivated by pure love. It says, knowing that I'm here defending the message, wanting to help. The others know that I'm out of the picture and they're just, you know, this when he's in prison, they're just being greedy. It's like, woohoo, all right. Now, we got him out of the way, so let me get up here and make myself famous. And their motives are bad, and they see it as competition. And so he asked himself the question, how am I to respond? I've decided that I really don't care about their motives, whether mixed, bad, or indifferent. Every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is proclaimed, so I cheer them on. Well, (laughs) so wow. Yes. Um, I, I think about, oh gosh, I hope I don't throw us for a loop when I say this, but I think about certain situations where pastors who have led large flocks have fallen. However, God still used their words because you can't take God's power away. So God is still in the words at that point particular right. person used and changed lives to that person mm-hmm. but that does not mean that god is allowing that person to prosper that person will come down mm-hmm. and that's how i look at it. even when i look back at my story from last week about the woman that was outside of food line and i don't think it was a mother and you know i sacrificed so much to stay home and so i'm sitting here getting all these little bitter feelings about it but the truth is god was seeing if we were going to be obedient in that call and essentially i was obedient my only obedience was to letting my son mm. act on his nudge, right? Right. That's that's where my obedience stopped, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not proud of that. Like um, but the Lord didn't okay, I just but the, he didn't nudge your heart. Right. right. Okay, so 
Thank you. You didn't not respond to the Lord, okay? Which is... Thank you for that. That's good. Yeah. Right? I mean, if if the Lord had nudged you and you had responded in that way, you you know. Right. That would be a little more, whatever. Um, A longer conversation with God, maybe. But (laughs) your nudge was, as the mom to honor the nudge in your son. Yes, thank you And for you that. had those honest conversations. Well, I was thinking about motives a lot after reading these verses. And as I thought about them, I thought about how motives, like some are seen. Yes. Some are hidden. Mm-hmm. Some are super obvious. Yeah. And some are concealed. Some are pure. Some are corrupt. And sometimes... Even the one with the motives is oblivious to the true nature uh, and the root of their actions and motives. That is so true. And I have lots of thoughts about Like, that is where who you hang out with really matters. Yes. You've got to have someone that will call you out mm-hmm. on your stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank like, you for being my I was going to say, like, like, we call each other out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, she called me out this morning. I did. Sorry about that. I did it nicely, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, girl. That's how I talk to God sometimes. It's what we do. (laughs) Um, But we do need those people. You know, God can see through all the motives um, and work around them. Even the most selfish of motives. God can, can, he can use that for his glory, no matter how selfish but it is important for us to use the wisdom that's provided by the Holy Spirit to discern what the motives are of others. Because we can't do that on our own. God sees them, and we need Him to help us see through them. And reflecting on our own motives, I want to talk about our motives and the motives of, of others. So we need to reflect on our own hearts and our motives. What are the reasons and impulses and incentives that we kind of have in our life for certain things that we do? And are they are they pure? Like, are they to share God and motiva- motivated by our love for Him and to share, you know, His great love for them, other people? Or... Is it competition? Is it greed? Is it self-importance? Is it promoting oneself? That kind of thing. I love um, the question here because I have found myself recently, and I think you guys, you and I just had a conversation about um, this where I'm at a place right now, could be different tomorrow, where I can pull back a little bit and recognize a feeling inside and instead of rolling with it, I pause and I say, why, why am I feeling this? What is nudging this? What, what is um, the underlying issue here? And what is my motivation with it? Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting place to be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a very, it's called self-aware. Oh yeah. I mean, look at you growing. I know. Gosh, (laughs) being self-aware is so, um, it's surreal. And I think that I'm now almost 49. And I'm just becoming self-aware. So if you're like me, maybe you're a little late to the party. But it is a really great place to be because you kind of, you harm less people. 
<laughs> it's so true. Yeah. And, and you can respond in love, even if their motivation, um, the person in front of you's motivation is not love and honesty and truth. You can still respond empathetically and in love because that's what God gives you, right? Right. And I think the difference that we want to point out here is when it comes to ourselves, it's important to reflect on these things with the Lord, to understand where they're coming from, to sit with Him and we can work on that and change that with the Lord. But on the flip side of that, when it comes to other people's motivations, which is where we get stuck a lot, uh-huh. because uh, we like to skip over ourselves. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's like, whatever, it's, what's her problem, right? <laughs> and so we often get really stuck in the mud with other people's motivations and judgment on them And so we need to put, like Paul talks about, I mean, he says, I've decided that I really don't care about their motives, mixed, bad, or indifferent, Um, because the Lord is doing his thing. Well, in that particular situation, but here's the bottom line. Other people's motives, it's important for us to pay attention to them and seek the Holy Spirit's wisdom in trying to understand where people are coming from. We cannot change that for them. Oh my gosh, you all, that was an epiphany for almost all of us. (laughs) Like, say it again. We cannot do what? We cannot change their motivations. That's right. Or have, I mean, we can't, we have no control over their hearts or what drives them. We cannot force them to look within themselves. We cannot force them to take their motivations before God and work through them. Like Melissa's talking, that is between them and God, whether their motives, like Paul says, are mixed, bad, or indifferent. So our question should be, how am I going to respond? Yes. And that's what I want to kind of spend the rest of our time talking about. We talk a lot about how we work on ourselves, you know, or we have lately. Yeah. Like spending time with the Lord, really digging through, becoming self-aware. But I think what we, we haven't talked about most recently is other people's motivations. We don't have control over that. We can't force them to do anything. And so what are we going, how are we going to respond when others force their motivations on us in whatever way that looks? So, you know, I think it probably ebbs and flows and depends on our health in that moment. (laughs) That is 100% true. Yes. So, um, such a good point. When we started talking, the verse that came to mind was Isaiah 7 9. That is, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. Mm. And so, for me, if I'm going into a situation I know is challenging my morals or challenging my beliefs or challenging, um, I don't know what, like, you know, you're going in for a fight. Right. Where am I at? <laughs> am I going to come out swinging? Because mm-hmm. that, is actually going to take away from my um, stance as a Christian because I'm responding exactly how they expected me to respond. That's right. Puffed up. Puffed up. And so I think for me, when I know I'm going in a situation where I'm going to be challenged, I have to do a little mental check. Mm. Yes. And sometimes it's not even against your own... How should I say that? Like ethics, morals, values. 
but you're going up against someone who maybe looks like you, does what you do for a living, does uh-huh. the same thing, you know, um, is like a great quote Christian. Those are big air quotes. Y'all missed them. Woo, they were huge. Huge air quotes. Um, because I'm sure people do air quotes around me, big ones sometimes. But um, <laughs> anyway, they, but you get into a situation, you're sitting around a table with them and everything feels so inauthentic and about self. And so when we're faced with that and it does not feel natural, it does not feel authentic and as if it's coming from a place of love and selflessness, how are we going to respond? And I think the biggest thing here is the word questions. Ask questions. That's exactly where I was going. Look at how much God loves us. See how much God loves us? Y'all, this is totally Holy Spirit led. Like we got nothing on notes. But questions are huge. And I'm not, we need to ask ourselves questions. Yes. (laughs) And you can ask the other person questions. So it goes both ways. And, you know, I'm thinking I was recently in a situation like this. I had a few questions I wanted to ask, Mm -hmm. but during the whole conversation, I'm asking God, what do I do with this? Right. (laughs) So that's a great place to start. (laughs) Always start with how Melissa did and not the opposite. (laughs) Don't just start firing those questions. Yeah. yeah, What am I supposed to do? What what do you want me to do here? Because we can never predict Mm -hmm. how someone's going to respond. That's right. I mean, we can write an outline, but you know. I've never followed an outline in my life, so. And asking the questions, like, what are you, again, go back to motivations. Why are you asking the questions? Yes. Don't ask the questions to twist the knife, to try to point something out. Ask the questions in a way that is drawing out more information so that someone can hear themselves say something out loud that they may not recognize is in their heart. I know for me... I've had people ask me really good questions at times. Yes. When I really needed to think. Sometimes I'm able to answer them. Sometimes I wasn't, but I would continue to think about them. And there is something about the continuation of thinking about them and also answering and saying those words out loud that brings a clarity and a healing that is a lot easier for me to swallow than it is someone lecturing me or telling me, you know, that's not the way you should do it. What you need to do is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and check your motives, girl, because they ain't right. I mean, that's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah, I, I have found myself recently in a position where I just feel like I want to I want to understand more. Mm-hmm. Help me understand that or tell me more. Right. Um, because... If I come to you and I already have a solution, I'm assuming that I know everything that's going on. <laughs> I mean, I always have an answer. <laughs> that's what my husband would say. <laughs> uh, it's not all. I, I'm just being sarcastic. Right? <laughs> I but, think I always have, air quotes. I think I always quotes. have the answer. <laughs> um, and then, you know, why are you asking? What are your motives for asking the question? Again, let's go back to that. Is it out of a place of love? And I, I feel like sometimes 
we want it to be out of a place of love, but it does come from a more of a frustration, kind of like back to your story with the woman and the gift card. You know, and we shouldn't beat ourselves up for that. (laughs) I just want to lay that out there because as long as we do respond and follow God's lead, sometimes our motivations are going to be a little squirrely because we're human. Yeah. But listening to God and following, you know, his direction. It's so funny you say that because I drove home and I was thinking I should have paused. First of all, I never really looked her in the eyes because I was Mm -hmm. so annoyed. Um, and then I was like, I should have paused and asked her more questions. But the truth is, the whole reason, it's literally coming out as you're saying these things. The whole reason I would have asked her questions was to mm. prove to myself that, that she-, she was a fake. And so that wasn't a good motivation. So I'm glad I didn't ask any questions. Well, there you go. See, another win in that situation. You thought you had totally failed. Um, and again, this is this is really deep, right? But... We, the overall, what we want you to glean from this is we all are going to have a motivation for the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we think, and, you know, the things that we even strive to do in our lives. There are motivations within our own hearts. It's so important to sit with the Lord and ask him these questions and work through these things and understand ourselves. We're not going to always have it right. And we're not going to always have the greatest intentions and motivation, you know, motives behind it, but trying to follow the path of the Lord. And then really prayer, that would be my number two. Like how are, you know, with the question, how are we going to respond? Questions and prayer. Yeah. And well, which is what you said you did first. You went straight to the Lord mm-hmm. and you asked him questions. That is a prayer. Yeah. Um, I also think if someone comes to me with a question that might be a probing question, mm-hmm. it's okay to say, thanks for, thanks for bringing that up. I'm not really sure. I need to think about that more. Absolutely. Yeah, you do that with me. I do that with you a lot because <laughs> you're like, well, do you think? And I was like, huh, I need to think on that. Yeah. Because I know I could have a response immediately, but is that really a God-led response? God probably wanted to use that question for more than me to <laughs> quip back, which I really don't ever feel like I have to quip back at you. But um, yeah, I could leave it on that very surface level or I can take it back to God and really hone in and see what I need to learn more. And that right there is huge. Yes. I mean, giving yourself permission to hear the question when you're the one on the other end. You're not giving them, Mm -hmm. but you're receiving them. Being okay with, you know, I don't really know. That's such a great question. I need to think about, I need to pray about that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to think that through and get back to you. Or you don't even owe them, I'll get back to you. Right. I mean, that's just, um, you know, depending on what it is. If it involves them, it might be different the person who asked the question. But then also, there may be times when the Holy Spirit gives you a question for someone and you don't even understand really why you're asking the question. I've been in this situation and it's like, that's, I'm, I'm having a conversation with the Lord in my head like, that's weird. Why would I ask that? I don't understand. And it just keeps coming up and he's like, come on, girl, just ask the question because I can't, it won't leave me. And then I ask the question And I have no idea why that person needs that question. And, you know, you may or may not find out later that it was 
just what they needed to hear or just what they needed to, you know, consider or think about. I I love that because I was just thinking you're planting a seed. Mm-hmm. You're just the seed planter. You're not the one that waters it and grows it. Um, and so in that asking that question, you're planting the seed. And sometimes we're not supposed to do anything. That's right. We're just supposed to welcome whatever it is in love. And we're just supposed to be there in love, not in a puffed up Christian way, but in a way of I'm accepting you and I'm loving you because people that are outside of our faith, and this is going maybe on a little side path here, people that don't have the same faith, they want to know why, what's the love? Show me love. You guys say that you're love and you're unconditional, but then for me to even you know, sit in front of you. I, I almost have to listen to your whole berating and scripture and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Can't you just show up and be with me? And I think there is a pressure that sometimes we feel that that's our job. And really, we just need to be, as Paul says in this Philippians 1, motivated by pure love, knowing that we're we're just there. We're just there to spread the message of God. What is that message? Love. Love and forgiveness. And just simply being and asking questions. Sometimes you're exactly right. Where our job isn't to toy the toil or whatever the soil or throw the sunshine on it or water it. We're just like the mail delivery service from the seed catalog. Right? We just deliver the seeds through the mail. Right? Like sometimes that is it. That is all you do. You ask a good question and you may never see that person again. But you as you know, and that's why that communication with the Holy Spirit is so important and trying to become more self-aware. And we become self-aware by spending that safe space with God in that on that in that heart and our common ground with him. Yeah, and if you've spent time with God, your faith is firm. And you're firm enough in your faith that you don't have to go convince the person in front of you what it looks like. Just being near you in the confidence that you get and having faith in who God is and who he created you to be. And then it could be an invitation. Mm -hmm. Invite somebody over for dinner. But no motive. You're not allowed to have a motive for that. Right. The, the, The motive is to just have dinner. And serve the asparagus that might go bad in your drawer if you don't have more people over. Oh, did that happen to you recently? No. <laughs> uh, but then again, that would be a motive. So That's right. <laughs> anyway, as you go throughout your week, just consider your motives and pray about what that looks like. And then ask yourself, how am I going to respond to others in the different situations that I come across this week? And hey, send us your story. We'd love to hear about an experience you have where you just let the Holy Spirit in and you're maybe shocked and awed by what transpires. <gasps> I love Send Us Your Story. Yes. Because, you know, we've been trying to figure out interviews for a while. We cannot figure that out. Like, it's just not working for our schedule. Every time we think we're going to do something, it's shut down. Maybe Send Us Your Story and we get to read them on air. <gasps> Please send us your story. We would love that. And then let us know if we can share even just your first name and city. Yes. Yes. We don't have to, but let us know if we can. So send us your story and consider your motivations this week. Thanks for joining us on The Center and the Saint.